Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And back in with the phone lines open. 508-996-0500. And we are talking about the new security measures that will be taking place this year at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. There will be perimeter fencing, uh, basically designed to make sure that anybody that enters the feast grounds has passed through a metal detector. Again, this came at the request of the New Bedford Police Department, according to Tim Rodericks, the president of Club Metarents. He said that this was something that they had been in the discussions about, that they first brought it up to them four months ago, the police did, so that they had time to research and find a security company they wanted to work with. They are working with the company that provides security for things like the Boston Calling Festival that would have experience with these open-air, outdoor, you know, within a particular area type events. And that the perimeter fencing really is just to make sure that people have gone through the metal detector and to kind of funnel them and direct them into the metal detector. Uh, Jim Vieira, who is the uh, feast treasurer, he mentioned that there will be some what he called bike rack fencing that will help corral people. That's just going to make sure that you're staying in line, that it's not just a, a random group of people trying to filter in to get through these entrances. So it's not going to be anything that's going to you know, disrupt your feast-going experience. There are people who are commenting online and saying that, oh, this is going to make me feel like I'm in prison. I think that that's ridiculous. Uh, I think some people are trying to use it as a, um, as a response to those who say, well, we can't put metal detectors in schools because you don't want kids to feel like they're going into a prison. Honestly, I'm probably the most, you know, liberal person you know, Marcus and I are definitely the most liberal people on the station. Uh, but I don't see an issue with having metal detectors in school if kids are passing through them and, you know, going through the doors. I don't see an issue with that. Uh, I would have an issue with it if, you know, they're profiling kids that go through the metal detector and saying, well, we're going to pat you down. Like I, that, that I think could be an issue. But just walking through a metal detector or a scan, I would, I would not have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. When I have to go into any place, if I had to walk through a security scan to get into Walmart, I would still do it. I would just say, okay, well, I can't bring these items in. I'm going to, I'm going to leave them in the car. You know, the same reason why if I go into a courthouse, I usually, unless my pants are going to fall down, take my belt off. Why bother? I'm going to have to take it off when I get in line, put it back on. If I don't need the belt, I'm just going to leave it in the car. Although I need the belt now because I've lost some weight and my pants are falling down. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, but, you know, that's 
I think some people are trying to throw that back and saying like, well, they can do this at the feast, but they can't do this in schools. Okay, well, there's a couple of reasons why, actually many reasons why. Uh, Caller, I'll get right to you in just a moment. But the big reason why is because this isn't the city of New Bedford doing this or the New Bedford Public Schools doing this. This is the feast committee paying for a security organization to come in and do this at four entrances around the feast grounds. Not the city of New Bedford having to put them in at the entranceways into every school in the city. So it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? All right. This is Al from Somerset. Hey, Al. Great to hear from you. Yeah, finally. Hey, I'm very glad they're putting up that security at at the feast. Because many moons ago, I went there, and there was a stabbing, like, right in front of me, down by the Roundup. And I have never went back then, but uh, with the security, I'll probably go. Well, I'm guessing that was probably a long time ago, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've really changed the perception of the feast in, in the last decade plus, where they've, they've made it a much more secure and family-friendly event. Now, of course, are things going to happen in the neighborhoods around it? Of course. But I don't think that that's any fault of the of the feast committee or the club or anybody that's actually involved in the event itself. Right, right, right. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you're not going to feel like you're in prison if you're on the feast grounds and there's some perimeter fencing around. Right, right. Or the government's watching me. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, the government's uh, yeah. always watching you. That that's definitely be uh, definitely be aware of that. But it doesn't mean that they're going to try and you know pull anything on society, pull anything on the people at the at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, glad, I'm very glad they're going to have that. Well, I hope that you do go, and I hope that you call back and let us know how much you enjoy going back to it. All right. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Yeah, and you too. Bye. That's uh, that's App Chatter, Al, from Somerset. Always great to hear from our App Chatters. And speaking of which, Not Bad in Oak Bluffs said, uh, Good morning, Tim. I agree with the caller, a caller we had in the last hour, that having an 11 p.m. closing time, I um, I'm, I'm all as w- I am all for the new security measures of the feast as well. Sorry, I was sun blind because I looked out the window and then tried to read my screen. But yes, that's I'm hearing more support for these measures than I am negativity. And the negativity, I don't think, is grounded in reality. I think it's grounded in just wanting to say something negative. Uh, I mean, just taking a look at some of the Facebook comments. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, scroll down a couple of stories, you'll find this one. Right now, it's up to 62 comments and people saying things like, you know, Kerry says, if you don't like it, you don't have to go. It's as simple as that. I think people are missing the bigger picture as to why they have to do this. I'm sure they don't want to spend the money to do it. But in this day and age, it's probably a necessity for a crowd this large. And that's exactly what the feast committee and the fee- and, uh, and the president of the club have said. That, you know, this is the reality of the world that we live in. And we've been fortunate that we haven't had any incidents. But you can't rely on luck. As, as Jim Vieira, the treasurer, told Barry yesterday, we have to be proactive rather than reactive. And Timmy uh, says the same thing. Not me, Timmy, but a different Timmy says, don't like it, don't go. That simple. These measures are put in place because of past instances at the national level. Um, but at the feast as well, show that people simply cannot behave themselves and have to be parented everywhere nowadays. Uh, Sue says the same thing. You know, this is for safety measures. People complain about it, but then if they did nothing, 
and something happened, then what? People would complain. That's a good point. Uh, there's a guy named Samuel A. Mocking Left, who I'm going to guess is not his real name and that, uh, you know, is trying to mock the left, who says, it can protect feast goers, but not kids at schools because it makes them feel like prisoners, according to the left. Meanwhile, the feast goers or anyone that goes to events like this are not safe as they disarm to go in and are sitting ducks for criminals when they leave. Well, a couple of things about that. There's also a security area around the feast as well. There's going to be police presence around the feast as well. There are not hordes of criminals standing outside waiting for you when you leave the feast. They're not standing there, you know, licking their chops and saying to themselves, oh, man, here they all come. Everybody ready. Assume your positions. Let's go rob everybody. That's not happening. You know, the baseball furies aren't standing around waiting to to chase you down and, and beat you up with their bats. None of this stuff is happening. I had to make a Warriors reference because I played in the city earlier in the show. So this is not reality. This is what they're trying to utilize as a baseless argument. Nobody that goes to the feast and has to walk through a security entrance point and has to go through a metal detector and will be in a feast grounds setting that will have perimeter fencing around it. Nobody is going to feel like they are in prison. Do you know why? Because nobody is taking away your loss of freedom. You have the ability to just walk right out anytime that you want. Nobody is taking away your right to go and buy as much food and drink as you want. You can still do that. Nobody is taking away your right to go see what musical performances you want to see or where you want to spend time or who you want to visit and who you want to hang out with and who you want to talk to. Nobody is keeping you from being able to have fun and enjoy the time with your family. There is no loss of freedom once you enter inside the feast grounds. They are just protecting the barriers around it. They are just protecting the way that people are going in and out and protecting the people that are inside. And trying to turn it into something else is just a straight out lie. You can't really believe that you're going to be, that you're going to feel like you're in prison when you walk into the feast grounds if there's fencing. Or if you do feel that way, I hope that, you know, it's something that's a form of claustrophobia or some other, you know, phobia that you may have because you can't honestly feel that that's the case. If you do, I hope that you never go to the Xfinity Center to see a concert. I hope that you never go to Gillette Stadium or Fenway Park or TD Garden or any, any other place where you're required to go through a specific entrance and pass through metal detectors. And then when you go inside, there are barriers in place to keep people from sneaking in. I, 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 ho I hope that you don't go to those places either because I wouldn't want you to feel like you're in a prison when you're in a stadium full of 65,000 people. I wouldn't want you to feel like you're in a prison when you're in a, a baseball field at a baseball park with 33,000 people. Or, or in the TD Garden with 20,000 people. I wouldn't want you to feel like you're in, you're in prison. Uh, Carrie says, about time they're upping the security. Let's see. Uh, just, and, and, and here's another point that people are bringing up too. A lot of people are mentioning, you know, it's not so much what happens in the feast. It's what happens out of the feast that's the problem. And not the, the criminal element. Not 
the idea that there's people hanging around waiting to rob you when you leave because that's not the case. But they're saying, you know, the things that you have to be more concerned about are what happens when people are too intoxicated and they leave and they drive. You know, these, these are just as much of a danger as whatever might happen to you when you leave the feast and get to your car. But people aren't complaining about that, right? People aren't pointing to that as an issue. So it's just, it's a lot of false comparisons. It's a lot of feigned arguments. It's a lot of posturing. It's going to be fine. It's not a big deal. There's, there, there's not going to be 15 foot high fencing with barbed wire. There won't be security towers with armed gunmen pointing guns at you. Nobody's going to tell you when you can eat, when you can shower. How, nobody's going to tell you you only get a half an hour outside and then you have to go back inside and sit in a, in a small cell for the remainder of the day. That's what prison is like. If you think just walking into a place that has fencing around and four entrances and exits feels like a prison, then you don't know what prison is. I know people that have backyards smaller than the feast grounds that are completely fenced in that only have one entrance and exit into that yard. And I've never gone into that yard and felt like I was in prison. I've never sat there and said to myself, oh man, I got to get out of here. I feel, like, I feel like I've lost all my freedoms in here. So, so stop coming at me with that argument. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and be back in a few moments. <clears throat> back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the conversation you can also send an app chat messages on the wbsm app uh let's see i want to announce today's winner of a pair of tickets to go see joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat it's happening july 21st through the 30th at the zyterian theater it is the summer production of the new bedford festival theater and tickets are still available you can get those at zyterian.org but you can also enter to win a pair of tickets each and every day this week here on wbsm today's winner is Susan Hamblin. Susan, you are going to get an email from Casey that has all the information about how to claim your tickets to see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Congratulations to you. And uh, and again, if you haven't entered to win already, you can do so at WBSM.com or on the app, and we'll give away tickets uh, the next couple of days of the week as well. And um, we'll also be giving away those Brett Michaels tickets a little bit later on this hour as well. And don't forget, we also have the bonus pair that we're giving away each day via the WBSM app. We'll post up a, maybe it's a Brett Michaels trivia question. Maybe it's a Poison trivia question. Maybe it's a question that has to do with some of the other acts performing on the Party Gras tour. Maybe it's just about the 80s in general. But you'll get a question sent to you if you have the WBSM app 
and you have the contest alerts turned on. We'll send that out later on. And then all you have to do is, you know, when it pops up on your phone, read the question, click on it, type in the answer, send it back, and we'll take all the people that guess it correctly. We'll put you into a random selector. And if we select you, I'll send you an app chat message back asking for a little bit more information so that Casey can send you all the paperwork to sign. That's simple. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Live Nation who help us give away all of these great concert tickets. And, uh, and Brett Michaels himself, he really wanted to make sure that as many WBSM listeners could get to the show as possible because he loves us. You, you, you hear him talking about us. We'll play that a little bit later on. He's, uh, he's a cool guy, and I think um, he does a lot for his fans. So I think you'll really enjoy going to that show and, and experiencing the party gras atmosphere. All right, we do have to uh, continue on with our conversation here at 508-996-0500. The security measures at the feast are documented in our article at WBSM.com and on the app. You can read about what exactly is going to happen with the perimeter fencing and where the entrances and exits are going to be. But basically, you'll have two on the west side, two on the east side, and you'll be somewhat corralled into these entrances. So there'll be a little bit of uh, extra what um, Jim Vieira referred to as bike rack fencing. You know, those are just those little those little uh, waist-high fences that just kind of direct you into a line. And that's so that you don't have people all spreading out, trying to funnel into this entrance, and then worrying about, well, you cut me. No, you cut me. Like, none of that stuff is going to happen. They'll have it nice and neat and orderly. You'll pass through a metal detector, and then you'll be able to go in and enjoy the feast. I also want you to know that there was also a list at the Feast's website that has been there for quite a while of all the things that you can't bring into the Feast. These are not, you know, new rules. These are rules that have been in place. Uh, no backpacks, no oversized purses, no coolers. Uh, anybody that comes in with a bag, you know, they want you to have a clear bag, they want you or a small clutch, uh, or you know, some sort of bag that can easily be searched if it needs to be. Um, clear Ziploc bags, small purses, wristlets, handheld bags, medical bags, and baby bags will be allowed. Uh, of course, no drones, no animals, no remote-controlled model aircraft. Um, there's there's a, a a rule that says no GoPro cameras and no video cameras. But, uh, you know, you can go in there with your phone and record video and all of that stuff. Uh, no tripods, no food or beverages of the outside, no alcoholic beverages. But there's also a rule that's been in place. No weapons of any kind, including pocket or utility knives. So no weapons of any kind would assume no firearms, right? So... People who are like, oh, I have a license to carry and I want to carry my weapon into the feast. You weren't allowed to do that anyway before they put in metal detectors this year. It's against the rules of the feast, which is on private property, which they have the right to ask you not to bring your firearms. So, in effect, there's nothing really different from last year or any other year, to this year, except the process of how you are entering and exiting the feast grounds. That's the only real change. It, you're still going to be able to bring in the same things you could. You're still going to be able to not, bring, not be able to bring in the things that you couldn't before. 
So this is not the big deal that everybody's making it out to be. You're going to go to the feast. I know you say you're not going to because of these security measures, but you're going to go and you're going to have a great time. You're not even going to think about it. You might wait a few minutes to get in more than, you, you know, if you had just walked in. But you're not even going to think about it once you're in. You're going to have a great time. And at the end of the four days, you're going to say, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then you're going to realize how much more secure you were and how much less risk there was of something happening. 508-996-0500. We can talk more about that after the news. But right now, let's go into the WBSM newsroom with Adam Bass. The June inflation report is due right now, and investors are wondering how it might affect the Federal Reserve's next move on interest rates. The Fed held off on raising rates at its most recent meeting, pausing after 10 straight rate increases. A private Chinese space company is celebrating the launch of the world's first methane fuel rocket, beating American rivals and sending what could become the next generation of launch vehicles into orbit. The rocket successfully blasted off from northwest China earlier today. The successful launch places China ahead of its rivals, such as Elon Musk's SpaceX and Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, in the race to develop space vehicles that are more environmentally friendly, cheaper, and safer. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin is heading to New Hampshire next week. The Democrat will be speaking at a town hall at St. Anselm College on Monday with the No Labels Political Organization, which is raising money for a possible third-party presidential ticket. Manchin, who faces re-election in 2024, has made no commitment whether he will run again for Senate or if he will run a third-party ticket against President Joe Biden or an eventual Republican candidate. Republicans have a new idea on how to take on Washington politics out of the FBI, the F- take the FBI out of Washington and send it to Huntsville, Alabama. Aaron Rial reports. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan wants to strip the FBI of funding for a new headquarters unless it relocates to the mid-size Alabama city of Huntsville. The Huntsville proposal, which Jordan plans to attach to a coming appropriations bill, is unlikely to become law, but it does mark Republicans' latest efforts to force changes at the FBI. Jordan argues that investigators would be less likely to be infected by what he sees as liberal politics if the bureau were based in the deep red of Alabama. Members of both parties for decades have promoted the idea of moving federal workers and agencies out of the Washington area for both political and economic reasons. Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. Bud Light is falling in the rankings of America's favorite beers amidst a boycott triggered by the company's partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. A YouGov poll out this month puts Bud Light at number 14, down from ninth place last year. The top five most popular beers in America are Guinness, Heineken, Corona, Samuel Adams, and Blue Moon. A new study seems to confirm a link between racism and childhood obesity. The study, published Tuesday in the JAMA network, Open, found that children of color who had an experience unfair treatment based on skin color were more likely to be obese. Researchers note that the stress of being discriminated against is one factor that leads to declines in mental and physical health. Income also plays a role, with kids in the lowest income category several times more likely to be obese than those in the highest bracket. The Customs and Border Protection agent accused of taking bribes is now a flight risk. Bree Tennis has more. 
20-year-old Leonard George was indicted last week on a charge of receiving bribes by a public official and conspiracy to traffic and distribute drugs. Now he's been called a flight risk by a federal judge, and he'll remain in custody without bail. George has been called the lead defendant in a ring of seven indicted on drug charges, although he's the only one accused of accepting bribes dating back to October of 2021. Prosecutors allege while on duty, George allowed vehicles containing methamphetamine, fentanyl, cocaine, and heroin to enter the U.S. from Mexico. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And an emergency response is underway to the massive flooding in the Northeast. The rain has stopped in Vermont, but officials warn the situation is not over, with some streams and rivers continuing to rise. Around 80 roads across the state were closed Tuesday because of damage from flooding, and many are still closed. In sports, the Boston Red Sox play the Chicago Cubs Friday at Wrigley Field, but first, the all-star break that's occurring this week. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather report. It is feeling like a hot summer day outside. Mostly sunny skies today, high of 89 degrees. Heading into our evening hours, that humidity level's on the rise. We're going to be mostly clear, reaching a low of 68 tomorrow. A mixture of sun and clouds, not as hot, only a high of 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 77 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news reports and podcasts with the WBSM app. And welcome back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also send app chat messages on the WBSM app. Uh, you can also send us open line voicemails on the WBSM app as well. Uh, DSY in New Bedford says, I always carry my jackknife. I guess not this year. No biggie. I didn't know it was prohibited. People will definitely have to know that lots of guys do. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people do. Um, some folks carry a knife. Some folks carry a Leatherman, which has a you know a knife on it, which would not be allowed in. So I think some people just naturally have it. You know, they either keep it in their pocket or it's on their belt every day. My grandfather had a Leatherman and a Buck knife on him at all times, and for him, you know, he just didn't even think about it. It was like right next to his wallet and his money and everything else that he just put into his pockets every day. Uh, I used to carry a Leatherman on me all the time, especially when I was in high school, when I was in the AV club, and I always needed it for something. But I kind of fell off using it when I didn't use it every day. So I was like, eh, this is just unnecessary to have on me all the time. It's kind of heavy. So I stopped carrying it. But people do it, and they don't even think about it. So then they get to a situation like they're entering the feast, and there's a metal detector, and like, oh, I didn't even, didn't even think that I have this on me. You know, I've, I've heard people also say, oh, I've had the same thing happen with my gun. You know, I went somewhere with my firearm on me and, and, and didn't realize that there was going to be a metal detector. And I was like, oh, I didn't I forgot that I had my gun. 
or I cross state lines. Oh, I forgot that I had my gun. Well, that's not really a good thing. Like, you're not supposed to forget that you have your gun on you. Like, that's something that's supposed to be, you know, in your mind. <laughs> that's, But, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same idea of, you know, it, just because you carry it every day, you don't have the right to say, well, I'm a card carrying, you know, I have an LTC. I went through all the, you can't deny me from carrying. No, they can. It's their private property and they can say, we don't want weapons in here. And so that's all that they're asking. If you feel that you need to have it on you in order to go out and enjoy yourself at the feast, don't go. It's, and if you feel like you're going to be trapped like you're going to feel like you're in prison, don't go. As I said earlier, there's going to be 100,000 other people that are going to go. I don't think they'll miss you. You're going to be the one that misses out on all the great fun, the great entertainment, the great food, the drinks, everything that happens. You're going to miss out because you are posturing on some something that you probably don't even really believe. 508-996-0500. You know, I haven't, I haven't heard too many people that were saying that they were concerned about what would happen if there was something that happened and they had this fencing. As I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if they have all this fencing up and let's just say, you know, a fire breaks out in one of the booths or as I used as a, an example, you know, a bear somehow wanders in and people need to disperse quickly from the feast grounds. If there's a thunderstorm, and there's lightning, and people need to disperse quickly from the feast grounds. This security company will be able to make sure that you can, it's not going to be a mass of humanity rushing toward four exits. They'll be able to remove some of this fencing. The people who put it up know how to take it down. They'll be able to open up other, other ways for you to get in or out, other points of egress. They'll be able to handle all that. So you don't need to feel like you're trapped in there at any point. Feel not that you are trapped. Feel that you are protected. It's still free. You still don't have to pay anything to come in. It's not going to cost you anything extra for the feast to be providing this level of security, even though it's going to cost them north of $50,000. It's not going to cost you anything. Because as the treasurer, Jim Vieira, told Barry on the air yesterday, they're trying to keep prices at a certain point because they want it to be affordable for families. So even even as costs of things have gone up, they've you know eaten that cost, no pun intended, because they want to keep it affordable for families to come out and enjoy their time at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. And also, he pointed out, the beers have gone down a dollar this year and they're giving you a bigger cup. So they're trying to give you a better experience, not gouge you for more money. As he said, you know, all we want is that people just come and, and buy more. If you've, you know, you don't have to spend more money for the things you're already buying, just maybe buy a few more things and that'll help us defray some of these costs. And you know how it goes once you get in there. You walk in and you say, all right, kids, we're going to get this many tickets and then when those are gone, they're gone. And then you end up buying more tickets and you end up getting more stuff and you get a, all right, let's go get some more malasadas. Okay, let's, let, all right, I've always wanted to try rabbit. Let's try it. Like you're going to have that happen. 508-996-0500. Uh, I am going to take a break. When we come back from that break on the other side of it, 
we will tell you who is the winner of today's pair of tickets to see Brett Michaels' Party Gras Tour happening July 21st at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield. So you still have a few moments to get in and enter for today at WBSM.com and on the app. And also, make sure you have those contest alerts turned on on the app for the bonus chance later on when we're going to ask that trivia question. And again, that's only going to get sent out to the contest alerts, so you have to have those turned on. If you only have it turned on for news, then you're not going to get the contest when the question goes out and you won't be able to enter. All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Good morning, all my amazing friends in mass. This is Brett Michaels, and I am bringing you the party crawl along with my good, awesome friend, Tim Weisberg, and the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. to have those tickets to Brett Michaels Party Gras Tour. Well, the person who's getting them today is Scott Correa. Scott, you will get an email from Casey with all the instructions on how to sign for and get your virtual tickets. They're going to be delivered to you virtually. Uh, so she will send you all the information a little bit later on today. You are going to see Brett Michaels Party Gras Tour. If you want to enter to win, you can do so at WBSM.com or on the app. And make sure you have those contest alerts turned on on the app so that you can try to win the bonus pair we'll give away later with a trivia question. 508-996-0500 is the number as we were talking this morning about these added security measures that will be taking place at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament this year. You can read about those at WBSM.com and on the app. And I like to, you know, open up every morning when I get up in the morning. I kind of get adjusted before I get up and start moving around, mainly because I'm not ready to wake the dog up yet. The dog shouldn't have to get up early just because I get up early. So I try to keep things quiet and let her sleep a little bit later. And I just sit there in bed and I open up my phone and I start reading stories. And that's, that's what I like to do. Even on the weekends, when I'm sitting down and having my breakfast, I'm opening up the app and I'm checking out the stories. And if you want a nice place where you can sit down and check out all the stories of the day and read a newspaper or read a newspaper online or read WBSM.com online or however it is that you want to get your day started, you can do all of that at Just Another Phoenix because they have plenty of tables for you to sit down and relax and spend some time and enjoy the company of others and enjoy the great staff that they have there. They have the counter seats where you can sit down and talk to everybody else at the counter or have a conversation with the cook as he's preparing your breakfast right there on the grill in front of you. You can do all of that. But maybe you don't have time to do all that or you want to go home and go back to the solitude of your home and sitting on the couch and and uh, and reading your news stories there. Well, you can take breakfast with you to go from Just Another Phoenix because they have a drive through window with their full menu available. So you can call ahead, tell them what you want. When you pull up, you don't even have to get out of the car. You just go through the drive through window and get your order. They couldn't make it any easier. So if you want to check out some of their great food, including their daily specials, 
that are always something different, then visit Just Another Phoenix. They're located on Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth. It is one of the places where when you go there, you know you're going to start your day off right. Maybe you're going to start that day off with some Boston cream stuffed French toast. I'm going to have to talk to Lisa and find out, you know, can you, can you, just, can you just text me? Like the day before, you know, you're going to have the Boston cream stuffed French toast. So I can send somebody over there for me since I'm here now in the mornings. Maybe I can send somebody over. They can bring it over. Uh, I don't know. I got to be careful how much of that stuff I eat now. It's a nice treat to have once in a while. I don't think I could do it every day. But you can do it every day at just another Phoenix restaurant, Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth. All right, 508-996-0500 if you want to take part in the conversation. I was looking through some more of these comments on the WBSM Facebook page about this fee security, and people seem to be understanding that this is just the world that we live in today. That this is just, it's it's the nature of putting on an event like this, a large-scale event where... It's not an exaggeration to say 100,000 people will go through those security gates. And in fact, I'm sure they'll probably have a tally of how many people have come through. It'll be easier to keep track of the attendance now because they'll have to go through the security checkpoint. They'll be going through these metal detectors and they can keep track of how many people were scanned. I mean, I guess if you go out and come back in, you know, that's going to scan you a second time. But still, they'll have an idea and when you've got that many people coming in, you do have a lot of potential for issues. And as uh, Jim Vieira and, and Tim Rodericks both said yesterday, we've been fortunate that we haven't had the issues that others have had. But the direct quote that Jim gave to Barry was, we have to be proactive, not reactive. It, you can turn on the news any given day and, and hear about some tragic thing that happened intentionally by some disturbed person. So you can't sit around and wait and say, well, if, if, if something happens, then we can look into it. And I think this is, this is a good thing. I know that the, this came down because the police asked for it, but um, Jim told Barry that this was actually something that members of the Feast Committee had been talking about for a while. So this was not a totally new concept to them, a totally new idea. It had been something that they had been in discussions about and were looking toward. The police might have just, you know, asked them to start it a little bit ahead of when they might have planned it otherwise. And it's, it's going to be a good thing. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. How are you? Uh, good. I was listening to the radio between today and yesterday in Badge Program, and I... I find it hard to believe that people will be complaining about this when it's more security is always better for the family and for yourself. I grew up around the feast, four houses up, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry if I was on the air. You are. No, you're on the air. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I, I, um, I grew up four houses up the street, and uh, 62 years I've been going there. And to add this to the feast, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's not costing us more. Matter of fact, it's the president said yesterday the beers are going to be a dollar less. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I, I've always never had a problem down there. They've had some incidents, like any place else. We'll have a few uh, incapable people that's walked around just looking for trouble. But other than that, it's been a good venture for every year after year after year. 
and I see no problem with that. I think, as a matter of fact, it's fantastic, and uh, and I, I'm proud of them for I think of being proactive. It's something. Imagine them if uh, something happened the day after that wasn't up, that we had a shooter in there. Now we say, well, well they should have had something to prevent this. Right? Why are we letting people just walk right in all oh, the time? Oh, people walk around again. We should have did this years ago. No, and, uh, and some people call up complaining they thought it was going to increase the prices. I just don't see the negativity. I'm sorry to hear all that. You know, it's been something that's been around my heritage, around that neighborhood forever. You know, yeah. like I said again, you mentioned 100,000 people. It's more like 50 to 70,000 people. 9,000 to 10,000 people a day. But it's still, it's, it's something that can be incredible. It, be, it can be an absolute good the, time for families. You know. No, the story, this, the 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 recap last year mentioned that there was over 100,000 people that came through last last year during the four day weekend. Year. So yeah, it's just increasing. You know, it's becoming even more popular. And I think I think sure. last year probably had a, a good explosion of people too because it had been down for a couple of years. So sure. you know, sure. you had a lot of people that were making it a destination point to come to. So, but yeah. our, and, uh, and people travel from a distance to go there. Like I said, yeah. I grew up there, so it was something. And my family just to walk down the street to the feast, you know. And I go back as far as when they used to grill the sardines on the barracas <laughs> around the the, uh, the, the uh, feast grounds. You know, they took that away. But uh, no, and matter of fact, the check check bags, like the, one of the uh, president said yesterday, was because people were bringing in chicken and lobster. And now you have that mixed uh, food on that grill, which that could uh, affect somebody else. So right, the, all that the cross contamination. Yeah, cross contamination. Well, I just think I put my two cents in today, that's all. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you have you. a good day. And uh, we do have to take another break here, but uh, I will make the point, too, that um, as somebody who, as I mentioned before, I've covered a lot of sporting events over the years, and I can tell you for a fact that, you know, as I said, there were 10 arrests related to the feast last year, and that the... The count was, the, the reports were that there were 100,000 people that came through the feast last year. All right, so if you've got 10 people out of 100,000 people, what's that, 1%, right? When I would go to Gillette Stadium and cover Patriots games, the media exit and entrance was right next to where they had the cage set up, where anybody that was intoxicated and had to be taken into custody or anybody that caused the problem and had to be taken into custody would have to be escorted to that cage and await transportation to the local jail. Sometimes they would just let them sit there and dry out and then send them home. But for the most part, there were always more than 10 people in there. And that's 60,000 people, 65,000 people in there for a football game. So you're talking about, on average, the amount of incidents that happen around the feaster are about equal to a Patriots home game. And it's the same cause of everything, drinking. Over drinking. That's it. That's what we're talking about. So if you can't make it safer, I don't see a problem with it. All right. Scott and Wareham sending an app chat message saying, Tim, please mention the dates of the feast. It's going to be happening August 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. And before that, the week before that, on Friday, July 28th, Marcus and Chris will be broadcasting South Coast Now live from the Museum of Madeiran Heritage. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're hoping to be able to do it outside if the weather cooperates. So you'll be able to come on by and say hi to them. Uh, but they'll be there broadcasting from the museum uh, on the 28th of July. Real quick, you know I... Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my...
My availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.